You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all that good stuff. We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time. Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Wonderful to be back for another episode of our summer series. <laughs> yes, indeed. Special guest, Tash Invests. Tash, how are you? Good, good. Stoked to be here. Yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. Back again. Yeah. Um, it's always a pleasure to record in person with yes. you. And there's been a lot going on with you the last year. It's, um, it's great to see that everything that you're doing, the brand, got licensed. Yes, that was very exciting. Yes. Big so moment. big things to come mm. throughout 2023. So it's awesome. Uh, and today, Kate, we're talking about savings accounts. We're talking about transaction accounts. Yep. Bank accounts. Yep. All of series. those stuff that you do in January to refresh what you spent during 2022 and think about maybe your budget for the year ahead and potentially if you're in the best spending slash transaction account, we're having a debate off air about <laughs> what we should call them um, and whether you're in the best savings account and getting the best interest rate for your hard-earned cash. Yeah, this year is um, going to be more important than ever because for the first time we enter a new year with decent interest rates. So people can actually shop around now and get pretty good rates on bank accounts like traditional bank accounts or term deposits or a mortgage, really anything you want to be shopping around right now. And so we're going to have four, we're going to mention four banks, no affiliation to Caterai, I don't think. No, no, I have worked with one of them before, but not now. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I mean, 
all they're pretty good banks. Um, they are regulated, so that's one thing we look for is make sure they're legitimate banks. And you can check that on the ADI website, which is a authorized deposit taking institution website. You can check to see if your bank is covered by a government guarantee of two hundred and fifty k per bank. Um, Kate, where do we start? I think we should just start before we jump into those names in what we look at when we're just picking a transaction account or a savings account. Like, What would you be looking for, Tash, if someone was thinking about moving to a new account this year? I used to look for the highest interest rate and the best savings account, I guess. But now I kind of look for something that's easy and yeah, makes it really easy to look at and go through and has nice spending reviews and just does like a better user experience. But previously I was all about no fees and highest interest rates and moving around all the time. So now it's about like the analytics and like the things that help you make better decisions with money? Yeah, or like just like making it easier, better automation. I can see things straight away. I'm not like adding friction to try and sort out my finances or look at what I'm spending on. Yeah. Automation is probably one of my favorite features that some of the newer banks have started mm. to add where you can instantly split your paycheck or set up transfers to happen once a month or automatically pay your super. Like, I don't know if you, you still automate your finances. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm old school. I'm still with ING though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, so I just do the old, like, it's not so much automation. Like, it doesn't trigger, like, if this happens, do that. It's more just like regular. In recurring in nature so every month do this with money not wait for this to happen then do that you know that's what i have in, on the investing side with perla i have that but not for the bank accounts um it's pretty simple like my life it used to be really complicated i used to have like 15 <laughs> what was that kate <laughs> we were talking the other day about how he had 99 uh linked offsets to his yeah. offset yeah, that's no, sorry. No. <laughs> Ninety-nine linked transaction accounts to his offset. Yeah, so they're offset accounts that you can do things with. That was ninety-nine. That's with Bank of Melbourne slash Westpac slash St George, depending on where you're hearing this from. Um, so yeah, that's that's different. That's not that's purely just for the mortgage. Like shop around for the best rate on your mortgage. Like that's a save you a ton of money. But for bank accounts and transaction accounts or spending accounts, depending on what you you use. Um, that's all with ING still for me. Who knows? I could be converted to go to up in time. But right now, that's all I need. Um, my financial picture is incredibly simple. So I definitely made a mess of mine initially, trying to have every single account ever and moving everything around. But now it's getting more simple and it's definitely a lot better. Yeah. Do you use separate banks for your spending and your savings? Yes. Yeah, I've got my savings still in Westpac because I used to have such a good interest rate and haven't bothered moving it yet. And then I've still got ANZ as like my ma main transaction one. And then I've got UP, which I really like for all the different savers as well. So mm. there's still money everywhere, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of simplifying things. Once you've tried everything out and you know where you like to keep your money and yeah. your spending and your savings account, it's a good idea to simplify it so you don't have all these accounts floating around. Yeah. Who do you bank with? We've we've told you ours now you tell us yours well i used to save with up but now i use my offset account with cba because that's who i've got my home loan through. very exciting yes oh, my home loans with suncorp so another one there a little bit different oh. yeah four um, banks sorry four banks yeah no, sorry it's not as simple as i thought it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's unraveling <laughs> the home loan just sits up i don't touch that <laughs> yeah well I, I i was a big fan of using all those separate savings folders in up to have one for my christmas presents and one for gifts and one for education and i had lots of subfolders. whereas now that i've put most of the money in my offset 
and it's all in one account, I think I can explore having some different offset accounts, but it's been different psychologically because I didn't have the money set aside in separate accounts. So I don't right. think I've liked having all my savings in just one account. Horses for courses? Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I like that. Yeah. I like having one big savings pot and then just the transaction off to the side. Yeah. I'm like having like the middle ones. You've got your big savings, like an emergency fund or whatever, and then having the more shorter term savings in up where you can actually see it and like visualize it a little bit better. Because if I can't see it, I just forget it exists sometimes. Yeah. I got a new yeah. credit card actually with a different company and it wasn't linked to my ANZ and I spent way too much money on that because I couldn't see it the same yeah. as my ANZ credit card. So that was a nice highlighting moment to be like, cool, it should all be in front of me so I can see it. Did you did you get rid of it, that one? No, I just set up automatic automatic, automatic transfers. So, yeah, right. Yeah, it pays it off automatically now. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. We all do things slightly differently. Yeah, I get my pay into up and then that splits a little bit and then I can do add to my super from there. The pay splitting feature is really cool. Yeah. I like that. Can yeah. you, when you do that, I obviously don't know much about it. When you do that split thing, can that will that send money to other bank accounts like outside of up or is, do they try no, and restrict not. it to just inside up? I've only done it within up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's within up because you can set a percentage or a dollar amount to split that paycheck, but you can also just set that manual transfer that every day on the, every month on the first, $200 goes from up to your other account. Okay. Interesting. So, a little bit more manual because they're trying to encourage you to spend and save in the same app. Yeah, right. Up. So, yeah, cool. Keeping you all in one spot. But um, yeah, maybe should we should share some of the the banks that we... Sure, I think we've mentioned... <laughs> we've probably mentioned all of them. <laughs> but um, yeah, Go I guess Up's one of the ones that stands out to me um, because you can split your paycheck automatically and it really focuses on making you save for things. Mm. And I like they introduced their May Buy yes, feature. That was yeah, awesome, cool. yeah. You went to the, did you go to the launch Yeah, I went to the launch for that. That was really cool, hmm. yeah. Um, so definitely a lot better than all the buy now, pay laters out there and really advocating for that. That was awesome. Yeah, I liked it because like they like save up for what you want and then maybe, maybe you'll buy it, buy it but yeah. you don't have to buy mm. it. You might change your mind over six months as you're saving up for that thing. I love how it's like you two explaining it to me and I'm like, hmm, yes. Mm, yes, yeah, so I'm sitting here with my ING. <laughs> <laughs> I will never leave. No matter what you say. <laughs> have you opened an up account? No, oh, I've heard it's very kind of easy. Yeah, and occasionally they can give, you a, give you a free coffee. Yeah, that's if cool. If you spend, buy a coffee in the morning, sometimes they just say coffee's on us and automatically mm. send you the money the time. Back. They gave me $8 for my recent anniversary because I've been with them for like four years. They just sent me an $8 gift. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. I just find it easy to transfer because I used to use Beamit a lot to transfer money to friends yeah. and family. But now, since most of my friends and family are using up in some way, we can just use each other's up usernames to... Yeah, and you can request money as well. So if someone owes you money, you just send them a little annoying request notification. So that's a really fun feature. Hmm. And like little, little gifts or gifs, whatever you call them, that's cool too. Yeah. I just like their focus on encouraging people to save money. Mm. And hmm. they give you a lot of insights as well. So like I was looking before and I've, in my two favorite coffee shops in Melbourne, I've spent over $1,000 on coffee this year, cool. which is uh, when cool. people say- <laughs> Different opinions. Wow. <laughs> you know when the, the people that say don't buy a coffee a day and you'll be rich- I mean, if you invested $1,000 every year instead of having the coffee, like you'd probably be a lot better off. But the coffees were enjoyable experiences. Well, think about how like underperforming you would be mentally. You mm. need that coffee. Yeah. Like, Podcasts would just be a disaster without yeah. coffee. Yeah. We would be asleep at the, po- at the mic. So yeah. I fully back you into spending this money. <laughs> yeah. And I... Um, <laughs> And up's good for using international, so you don't necessarily have to... Yeah, I used it in Bali recently. 
yep. bracelet in May. Yeah, it was really good. Huh. Um, yeah. Cool. It was cheaper than some of the other travel cards as well with their exchange rates and they didn't charge fees. So that was quite fun. Did you experiment with a few different cards and see? Yeah, I had like a Qantas one as well, a travel card. And I had a credit card as well at the time and I used a few. And it was just interesting to see how they were all quite different in their exchange rates. Because they kind of be like, oh, you have no fees. So we're the best. And then you use it and it's not really. Mm. Yeah, they're just clipping the spread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you're moving around a lot of countries, you don't necessarily want to buy hundreds of dollars in each of the currencies. So yeah. you can use up to just transact when you're overseas and they give you the, the spot rate. Mm. Yeah, ING also has free uh, ATMs. Yeah. One, last thing, one last thing One last thing about up, um, their budgeting within the app is really cool as well. You can mm. actually set budgeting limits, which a lot of other banks you can't do. So all in one, it's great. Cool. Mm. So up's, up's a good one for spending. Savings, good. Sometimes you can find better interest rates mm. around. So it's good for the, the goal setting, but potentially if you're just putting a big pot of your emergency fund, you might want to shop around for interest rates. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what's this, Do you want to talk about ING now? <laughs> yes, go on. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, originally from the Netherlands. Really? There you go. Yeah. Oh. Same color as the, the Dutch soccer team. And that is it. That's all I've got for you. Wow, fun facts. And free ATMs overseas. Free ATMs if you're in Well, they rebate the ATM fees, don't they? Is that yep. what they do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so it's, uh, as you've got here in the notes, Kate, OG Barefoot Reco. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the, uh, the, it's, was most well known a few years ago for the Scott Pape connection. Yeah. Not that there's any affiliation there, just that he talked about it uh, because it had good interest rates and it had basically no fees. So it was like the the original in that sense. Uh, it's got a like everything. It does everything that you would want. So like from a basics perspective, um, it's got Apple Pay. You can you know do your automated automated transfers or recurring transfers. Doesn't everything have Apple Pay these days? Well, they they were no? they took a long time to adopt to that. Okay. Um, and so ING was one of the first. Oh. Cool. Yeah. I think ANZ was the very first in Australia. And then well, I, Apple Pay was only working with ANZ for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it's because all the big banks didn't want to put it on because yeah. it costs, mm. right? So they didn't want to do it. So mm. that's that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, the app's super easy to use. Uh, if you do use the like the desktop or browser version, again, it's really easy to use. They don't have branches. They've only got like the one place in Sydney, which is all managed from. So that was what originally enabled them to lower the costs compared mm. to everyone else. And they are a big bank. Globally, so that's why you get a lot of that international. Can you actually talk to them if they don't have branches? Yeah, yeah, you can. Because I found some ANZ is interesting to call, but UP is really cool because you can just message them. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've spoken to the ING team quite a few times because I actually. Yeah, I believe they have an Australian customer support team. Yeah, I I spoke to them for my mortgage, and they're like, "Well, we can probably approve you just through the the app." Oh, yeah, because they were like, "Well, I I made the application." They're like, "Oh yeah, we can see everything." So yeah, that's so they're just like, "Yeah, we could." probably do this like just right now in the app hmm. uh, i didn't Seems end up going with them too easy <laughs> yeah but that's that's what they all push yeah. right like yeah. i think yeah. you had like combank pre-approval within like 48 hours or something yeah yeah oh yeah. well the the pre-approval was done i think yeah in two hours and i just had to send some paperwork to finalize some of the evidence documents really um and that's then so good. once i had signed the the contract it was the finance was approved really in a few days so. yeah whereas a lot of them like a lot of the big banks in particular, just like so slow. Yeah, yeah mine like, took like three weeks to come through as well. But that was in the middle of COVID fun. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I was going to use a mortgage broker, but they were just taking a long time. And so I went straight to CBA and it was done so quickly. Yeah, because I love it when you go direct and not through a broker because the brokers negotiate for the discounts. Yeah. And I compared rates and things and I was getting the best one for me for what I was getting at the time. So hmm. Cool. Yeah. So ING, 
Yep, simple, you works. Can, yeah, and uh, you get bonus interest on things if you make yeah. a certain number of transactions. you just got to be careful. Read the fine print with all this stuff. But Yeah, ING is, when I've been looking throughout 2022, they've had some of the best interest rates around on their savings account. It was just meeting the criteria that was a bit of a hassle. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do you have to have a minimum spend as well to not pay fees on ING? Yeah. 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 Well, it's like a minimum, I think it's a minimum amount of money coming in. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have to do a certain number of transactions. Yeah. Um, but it, like you guys talk about emojis for up well. You know, ING is the only one that has a lion. So a lion, <laughs> a lion emoji, or just a lion? That's a logo. Ah, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Mm. So what a cool <laughs> feature! Yeah, it has a logo. That's a great feature. It's a bare minimum. Well, um, I know another lion. one <laughs> that's quite popular is Ubank. I've had a look at it. I don't use it personally, but yeah. I know a lot of our that community do. And a barefoot thing as well. He talked about Ubank. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he talked uh, about it. Like, as a no frills online. Because they, so they don't have a no lion logo. They don't have a lion, so they can afford it. <laughs> yeah. Do you well, know how long it takes to get that lion to sit there? And Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Ubank, uh, well, they bought 86400, which is the Neobank. So they've integrated that technology in. So Ubank is now mm. actually very fresh and modern and has heaps of budgeting features and all that cool mm. stuff. That's this cool. this is like totally that. off direction for the podcast, but why did they call that bank 86400? I think it was the number of seconds in a day. Yeah, it's a time thing like that. Week. Wow. You're putting me on the spot. Did you know yet. that already, Owen? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> so. Let me ask you a fun fact that I know the answer to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rhetorical questions. Ah. Um, no, I, yeah. So, interesting. Um, yeah, they often are very competitive on mortgage rates, which is really appealing because you don't get that in-bank cost, basically. Uh, it's owned by NAB. Um, which is a feature for some because then basically what happens if, say, like Bank of Melbourne or St. George is owned by Westpac, if you then go and apply for something else through those, any of those, they're all kind of under the same umbrella, so it's a bit easier for yeah, them. Yeah, definitely a bit underrated, having everything together and making it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that can also have downfalls. Like some people go with banks that they think aren't affiliated with the other bank they're trying to leave or like if you have the $250,000 deposit guarantee, that's only per customer per like oh, ADI. Okay, World Bank, yeah. Yeah. So in this case, I think they might be split out, but maybe not. So that the way you check this is you go to that website, the deposit guarantee, and you make sure that uh, uh, Ubank and NAB would be on there. But if it's only NAB, then it's only through that like affiliated network of NAB banks. Mm. Yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Interesting. When I have over $250,000 in cash. Yeah. You don't? Say, oh. <laughs> Future uh, problems. Uh. Yeah. That was actually five, I think it was 500000 or a million during the GFC when everyone was really scared. The mm. government stepped it up and said, we will back even more of these banks uh, for more money just so people wouldn't switch and break up their money and try and put it in different banks and all that sort of stuff. And then over time, it progressively came back down as like the dust settled a bit and people weren't as scared. Fun I feel fact. like 250 is pretty generous limit. That's a lot of cash to have. I mean, if it's going to go broke and you've got 500,000, it, it's probably going to go broke even if you have 250. Like it doesn't, like it's re- it's just a psychological number, I guess, and mm. it's to say we need to have we trust, got you. trust in the banking system. Here yeah, you go. yeah. Don't go and pull all your money out; it'll still be there tomorrow. Don't Can't put it do. under the mattress. Yeah. Don't bury it in the backyard. I've heard that one a few My times. My grandma, yeah. who survived the Holocaust, used to uh, bury cash in jars in the backyard. So really? I'd be like in the veggie patch when I was a kid, helping her like dig up things and just be like random jars of money. <laughs> My grandma has online banking now, and she shows me her interest rates, and she's pretty excited about it. Got her on online banking. Mine's past the, the point of online banking, but uh, she did like to ho- hide um, $100 notes in clothing and shoes. 
So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're tidying up her stuff, you find things everywhere. My grandma likes to do kind of the point hack stuff. So she sent me Qantas oh, points cool. for my birthday. You have a very savvy grandma. Yeah, my grandparents are doing very well. My grandma still be works and everything. Under 90? He, yeah, like in their 80s. Okay. My granddad's 85. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, he's in a structural engineer and still designs cranes. So awesome. They're doing quite well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Brain is still firing. Yeah. Just don't well, quit your job. Just keep going. Yeah, it probably helps. You know what mm. it does? There's actually studies that link. Yeah. As you'd know. Um, there's studies that <laughs> the studies that link um, like mental health and things like Alzheimer's to gainful employment. Mm. Yeah. So that's a big reason to keep working after 65. Even if you retire, do something. There you go. Fun fact for the there day. There you go. This is now a medical podcast, Australian <laughs> medical podcast. We're you had all... the fun of the director ID everyone had to set up. Yeah. He couldn't do it because he was too old and he had to call the ATO because the birthday only went to like 1940 <laughs> or something. And he was like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's times. great. That's so we need to be more accessible, I think, the yeah. ATO. Come on, ATO. <laughs> yeah. They listen to this podcast. Ah. <laughs> oh, so hint, you're not being very inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. All right. And the, the final one we've got on our list for today is ComBank, which is one that most listeners will have heard of, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, CBA. We did an episode in 2022 on CBA. Mm. We looked I emailed the- CBA the other day. Thank you to the media relations team. Very lovely, very politely let me down that we could not have Matt, who's the CEO, come on the podcast. That is devastating. I know. I wrote a, such a good pitch and I was like, come on, Matt. What did you say? What were the reasons? Well, I even said one thing. I was like trying to draw connections. So like when you try and land the big, the big fish, you're like, you know, it's cool. You know, we're on the same level kind of thing. Anyway, I emailed because I was actually on Sky Business and he was on Sky Business in the same segment. Oh, so I was like, wow. you know, we were on the together. We're pretty much the same. You we're pretty much in. like, bro. We'll like, come to your office. We'll be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Just why don't you come to us actually? Take some time out of your day. Yeah. You might have like 16 million customers, but I mean, come on. We'll buy you grill for lunch. So it'll be even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, oh, it's totally a $180 billion market cap company. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, just get around it. Um, didn't happen. No. But. We're Maybe in the future, CBA. once we grow yeah. a bit more. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next 2024 year. 2024 goals. Mm. Yeah. But I've used CBA um, ComBank a lot more in the past. I've used ComSec quite a bit in the past um, mm. because I had the Dolomites account, so it was kind of mm. just a natural progression, which is what they want out of you. Um, but I've used it because I had the home loan with CBA in, and I got that last year. I've been using their accounts a lot more mm. because just – setting up your mortgage repayments out of the offset and I just kind of set up all my bills to go out of the offset. They have quite good features with like spending predictions and knowing how much you've spent and you can kind of see your entire net worth picture in one spot. So, um, and they've also got a lot of in-app rewards and benefits. So it does encourage it you does to shop good stuff. in yeah. the app. So potentially you don't want that because they're starting to personalize it. So I was getting um, certain offers for shops I'd spent money at recently oh, pop up like 10%, 15% discount. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they're integrating a lot of things into their marketplace. They're trying to build out yeah. sort of a marketplace Ecosystem. where you can get, like when I got the home, they're like, we can also hook you up um, with our partner to get your internet and phone plans ah. set up and you can get your electricity at a discount and all those things that they're integrating. I have a CDA account as well because I used to have ComSec and things like that. And I had a business account with them for a little Six. while. Is that five or six now? It's too many now. But I don't okay. use it. I don't actively use it anymore. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, just contradicting myself a lot here. <laughs> I have to try every bank ever. Or how can I recommend things? Well, that's it. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the silver donut's good for that as well, mm. being Macquarie. The silver donut. Yeah, it's the logo. It's the silver donut. 
Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Logos with Owen. <laughs> no, we pointed it out when we did the Macquarie review episode last year and people liked that. Yeah. It uh, looks like a silver donut. I can't picture it right now. Uh, I'll get it it's, up on the it's computer. black but... and then there's a silver donut, donut shape <laughs> on top of it and it says Macquarie. Oh. I just Googled silver donut. Why don't I Google? Yeah. <laughs> Macquarie's had some really good interest rates Why on their Google savings accounts as well recently. Yeah, I have seen that pop up. Yeah. Macquarie's yeah. good. I, I'd say Macquarie's similar to ING in the fact that it's really simple. It works. So it doesn't look like silver here, but in person it looks silver. And it's because, Kate. It doesn't look like a donut at all. It just looks like a oh, circle. Oh, we, we wrote it all down. It was about like the coin and they cut it out to make two coins. So there's more currency. Yeah. So this is the coin here. You can see. Tash, and we might have to put this on the screen for folks watching Monique. But this coin, they bought coins, I think it was from Spain. They bought coins over to create currency in Australia. Mm. I think this was when we're moving away from gold. Yeah. And they didn't have enough of these coins. So what they did is they just cut a little coin out of the big coin so they could have two. That's one with fun. a hole in it and one little one. Yeah. And so like that's it. how they created the currency. And so that's where Macquarie gets its logo from. I love when you look at a logo, you're like, oh, it's a circle. And then you hear the story behind it and you're like, wow, that was really thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that actually, yeah, that actually makes sense all of a sudden. What? Yeah. The universe. You yeah, just so. pick the circle? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's – yeah, so this, back to the I, silver donut say, marketplace. Yeah, but I'd say the one thing about CBA is they have been pushing, like, through the app – and through emails, I'm getting emails about getting personal loans, credit cards. Yeah, I've gotten personal loans as well, which is Using their buy now, pay later service, which yeah. is if you don't want that stuff getting pushed on you, um, if you're in a place where you might take it up or something like that, I'd say potentially Go not. to up maybe. Using a bank, but who knows? Up, up might add. They added home loans. Listen, home loans every not- bank could be expected to do this. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like the advertising though. It's like, hey, do you want a personal loan? Yeah. Yeah. IMG car insurance. Hello. Yeah. Car insurance is okay. Everyone yeah. needs car insurance, but not everyone needs. But they get you through. This is the rule of thumb. If you ever, if you already have one thing with the bank, you can almost bet that the thing that they're trying to sell you is not a good as, as, as good of a deal as you could get elsewhere. Yeah. So they play on this thing called loyalty tax, right? Yeah. Or they're inertia. just pushing their buy now, pay later Ooh. affiliated service Ooh. quite hard. Like they're giving you a big nah. offer to sign up, which... You prob- I don't really want to be sold something through my banking app. Yeah, I don't want it to be easier to get a personal loan that you don't really need and yeah. you're just being suggested. And I, I've got it on the browser and by email and on the app. Yeah. Like, just click here and you can get $8,000 or whatever right yeah, now. Yeah, just quick, easy, done. No, Which is probably my only issue right now with CBA. You get a platinum card with uh, a lion on it with cashback rewards. Hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, how <laughs> to get Owen to sign up? <laughs> different bank accounts. We've talked about... Up. We've talked about Ubank, Combank, ING Bank, even Macquarie Bank. You've mentioned a few other names. ANZ? Yeah, ANZ, Suncorp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've mentioned a lot. Yeah. All of them. So yeah. I think just having a look where your money currently is, maybe doing you, this, spending the time this month to do a bit of a, a bank account, saving account audit and finding mm. out where your accounts are, tracking down any lost money because a lot of people just have a bank account lying around with maybe $1,000 in that they've kind of lost track of because they've opened different accounts. So seeing if you can do any consolidation this month and make sure you're in a high interest savings account and using a transaction account that actually serves you. A transaction account. Have you Whoa, been converted? Converted <laughs> yeah. away from spending account. So interestingly, if you're going well, to you do this- you spend money. Yeah, but like you transact. I'm, I'm transacting with a, a seller, but I'm spending the money. So I'm calling it a spending account. Maybe we'll have to poll Instagram and see. Yeah, yeah okay. transaction or spending. Because the next, the people speak. our activity for listeners is to do a spending review. Yeah, Ooh. interesting. But we're not saying doing a savings review. 
Okay, next. <laughs> so, so basically, I think that January is the best time of year to kind of just rip the Band-Aid off. If you're thinking about doing this, do it now. Like, do it at the start of the year. Start fresh. Do it. It's, got, it's not going to be perfect. Get a new bank account. Cut up your old card so that subscriptions and all that stuff stop operating. Get rid Cutting of the, up the card stops your subscriptions. Well, you actually have to well, go and cancel. Yeah, can cancel it. Cancel it. Cut it up. Whatever. Those are makes some people make. They just cut up the credit card and don't actually cancel it. So yeah, they go into like hard. overdraft or whatever. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So just definitely cancel it then. Yes. But um, now it could be a great time to transition to a new bank if that's what you're thinking about, because then you can start the year afresh and you can kind of have a blank canvas to mm. begin. Uh, like like you guys just said, you can still have direct debits and stuff, so you may need to cancel all those with your old bank. Uh, you can, if you're old school like me, you can actually request a report from your current bank to see what has already been set up, a list of everything that's already been set up. Request so, a report. Yeah, so mm. you can do it, I think, <laughs> via the you can do it via the app where you get like a list of all ongoing direct debits. Okay. So it actually shows you a list rather than say you're trying to guess like what things you've signed up for mm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it will show cool. you. And so you can just go and cancel them if you want to. Uh, and obviously the cancelling the card and requesting a new one actually triggers like those emails from XYZ website that's like, hey, we noticed your card declined or whatever. So it gives you a chance to refresh that as well. Yeah. Mm. I think it's important not to overthink it too because you could spend six months trying to find a yeah. tiny little bit more interest rate, which I was doing ages ago, I guess. So just pick one, go with it. You can always change. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's like all the banks that we recommended or not recommended but referenced, they're um, all Australian like regulated banks. They're all like, if you want to change, you can. There's no mm. like rule against that. <laughs> you can just open one of everything. It's fine. Yeah, do. I think both of you have been on that journey. I yeah. definitely didn't go on that journey, but it seems mm. both of you went on that. It was definitely chasing interest rates for a while. Yeah. Yes. Well, now it probably makes more sense because there's more interest yeah, available. Yeah, no, I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. So look, look at your spending from 2022, go through and try and figure out your rough monthly spending in each category. And then you can use this to inform how you want to spend during this year and what how you- How should people look at their spending though? Just sit there and stare at their transactions? Oh. Well, if you're using a, a bank like UP or CBA, they might have auto-categorized everything yeah. for you. So you can look at how much do you spend on groceries on average each month and figure it out that way. Or you could do it old, old school and print out three months of yeah. your transactions. I like to print and have it in paper. Yeah, you're a highlighter stuff. person. Yeah, then also being able to add stuff in a spreadsheet is quite nice too. So bit yeah, of everything. You, and if you go into the online version, most banks will let you download an Excel version mm. of your spending. Um, one of the things that is really yeah helpful is just getting that and then being like, oh, does this, this and this line up? Uh, it, we've actually got the, a, a link that people can follow in your podcast player to do this exercise and it's a graphic and stuff. It's really simple. Um, it can be quite revealing though. Mm. Like honestly, especially if you find out you spend $1,000 on coffee, you'll be the, the in-house barista going forward, I think, yeah. <laughs> in the office. Um, but yeah, that can be quite scary. So as Tash said, and I kind of referenced this, just do it. Like just do it, yeah, and then just get it done. Like it's or you just can, do a you can small do bit. Like you don't have to sit down and look at a whole year of spending. I know that yeah. can be very overwhelming to start now. Yeah, just just look at the things and be like, what's happened in the last week or two, and just be like, okay, I can maybe yeah. change those two things. I definitely got your breathe three times this week. Why did I do that? How yeah. do we move on going forward? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you want to see that what you're spending each month is that more or less than what your income is each month? Because that will give you a good starting point to whether you have spare money to save and invest or whether you're potentially going backwards and using debt or your savings to, to live each month. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, really making sure you're spending in line with your values as well because we can sit down and look and be like, yes, I spent $1,000 on coffees, but I think those mm. coffees probably bought you lots of joy. 
Yeah. I mean, going forward, I probably wouldn't change it that much. Yeah. Maybe slightly less, but uh, I probably won't change no. <laughs> much of my spending on coffees. Coffee with friends or coffee at work. And yeah. Yeah. I'd rather cut my spending in other areas if I had to go through and look at everything than cut spending on things like coffee and going out with friends. Yeah. Experiences. Mm. I love spending on experiences. Yeah. Definitely same. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I don't think there's a problem with that. I think coffees get the raw end of the bargain. Yeah, yeah. they're it, easy to hate on. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's $5. Whereas if I go Six. and look how much I've spent on books in the past 12 months, that's a lot more than I've yeah, spent on coffees. Yeah, that's a terrible thing. Such <laughs> yeah. a terrible... Th- <laughs> I'm sure everyone's like, Kate's saying books? I've spent oh a lot of money God. on books. <laughs> <laughs> but I and library say, finds? Other people library are thinking library about fun. weekends and what they do at night. <laughs> Yes. It's like those darn books. Yeah. Um, well, they're just too good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you might go, I've spent a lot of money in this place, but I'm I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, I'm still meeting my goals. It's aligning with what I want. I'm happy with it. Mm. And yeah. sometimes you might just go, well, I'm going to increase my income and I'm yes. going to work on negotiating a pay rise this year or getting a side hustle or renting out a spare room instead of focusing on trying to minimize my spending as much as possible. I feel like there's so much focus on that, cutting out the $5 coffee coffees rather than just making $5 extra a day. So, yeah. No. yeah, there are like there are so many activities you can do. You'll find links in the show notes to workbooks and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and we go for a lot of what we've talked about today in more detail in our banking and budgeting Rask road trip course that we made with Tash. So that's mm-hmm. free. You can get started with that this month. And we have a heap of other free courses on Rask education if you haven't already signed up. And there's a workbook that you can go through and do a, a spending and saving review as well. Yeah, super simple. Tash was the genius behind all this. You can complete them in less than one sitting, these courses. That's what they're designed for. Wow, so so much fun. No, it's actually really cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good time. No, it is great. Yeah, so you'll find links to that in the show notes. I mean, 2023 is a fantastic time to take control of your finances. Anytime is a fantastic time. Anytime, Anytime. Anytime. You'll get confidence. You'll feel empowered. You can do all those wonderful things that you wanted to do. Yeah, but it will be hard. Appreciate them. Hard and then great. Hard and then great. You'll appreciate the good things more. Slow burn. There we go. So, mm. But it compounds. It gets yeah. better. It gets better. Oh. And money grows. Uh, Tash, people, if they wanted to get like in, more involved in what you're creating and what you're doing, where would they find you? I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Tash Invest. Mm-hmm. I share lots of random fun things so you can come hang out there. Yeah, cool. Hmm. Sweet. And um, hopefully we'll see you on the road in 2023. Yeah, definitely. Catch up again and, and to uh, do things together and help spread the word of you know financial literacy and help people understand their money finances and just lifestyle as well so yeah very exciting yeah it's a it's our pleasure to have you back in the studio so Thank thanks you for joining for us me. and kate as always thanks for joining me <laughs> thanks for listening everyone thanks for tuning in to this episode of the australian finance podcast where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all australians if you'd like to learn more create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks bonus resources and take our amazing free personal finance courses You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? 
InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.